Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk Welcome to episode 28 of Two Locks and a Cox with myself, Chris Bentley, the Dame of the Realm, Sarah Cox, and the Sheldon of Rugby Union, Ian Dunstan. This week, on the field, the Chiefs miss out in the Prem Cup, the local rugby roundup, off the field, the England A squad selection, the Six Nations preview and upcoming rugby around the world, and in the bin, the time taken to play the game. Two locks and a cox. From Denham's Radio X. Okay, I missed the whole Sheldon. I know he's on a TV programme, but it was when I was building my business and just worked, so tell me... Sheldon knows everything. Oh, uh, there you go. Okay, good. I'll work with that one. There you go. <laughs> do you not know this? <laughs> I thought you'd relate quite heavily to him. Well, I can do now. I didn't know who he was. Oh, then there you go. Look, Chris's not got his headphones big bang, plugged in. Big Bang Theory, isn't it? Oh, he's got the wrong adapter to his headphones. Gutted. He can't hear anything. Can't hear a thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> not that we actually need these headphones, but they, they're, I think so. I they're quite really bougie. Good with them. I had a friend of mine, actually, was talking about wearing headphones just the other day on a podcast. And she's like, what do you do? And I said, well, what you want to do is wear them one on, one off, and then you feel like you're really edgy like a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old for that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, before we get down to the podcast, should we do shout-outs to people that have said to me in the week, can you give me a shout-out on your podcast? Oh, go on then. Should we do that? Uh, so you I'll... might need to lean into the microphone. Okay, so the, fir- the first shout-out is for James Buckingham, personal trainer to the stars at PFP Fitness. We all love him. Uh, John Harvey, the, the lord of networking, all the way from Cornwall, he listens in. Kev Westwake, the best safety man in the universe. If you need to be health and safety, get Kev on the case. And finally, my personal QC, um, I'm not going to say his name, but he came in with a bit of a kickoff for you, Sarah. Oh, I know, I've heard about this. So, so last week, he didn't L- want to... Little Al. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. Um, Little Al. Just refer to him as Little Al. Little Al. AKA Little Al. He might live in Tavistock and um, his, his wife said that she was she didn't like having their name mentioned on there. So, Ivy um, Bridge. Um, Enough of you. This is Sheldon. It's Sheldon. Sheldon's doing his thing. Sheldon's he knows everything. Nausing. Um, not that I would ever suggest Sarah is wrong but she might be less correct than usual when comparing the 100% required to overturn the on-field decision in the Scotland game by saying you can't probably commit murder or manslaughter. The criminal standard is not 100%. It is, in parentheses, beyond reasonable doubt that someone is guilty, um, i.e., are the jury sure? Some people treat that as 100%, but it isn't that. There is a very good argument to suggest that the try could pass the criminal barrier of being a try beyond reasonable doubt. Sit down, Sarah Cox. Yeah, but can you imagine... Oh, don't be humble. Fight back. Sit down. Can you imagine no, being so back. dull you actually wrote that out? Lawyers, buff, terrible people. <laughs> Sheldon, once again. I, I, I actually quite like um, Little Al. That's the, little that's, Al. This is agent name. Agent Little Al. <laughs> little Al. God, okay. Yeah, thanks, Little Al, for your feedback. Very uh, valid points. I take it all back. Um, but I still stand by the fact that we've got to prove more on that try. Yeah, okay. okay we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not going down. We, we, we had a real... Last week was a real deep dive. I quite liked it, and, and it would appear the listening figures quite liked it. Yeah. S- some of our best listening oh, figures. We've got to apologise to one of the new listeners for TLAs, which, as I said, are three-letter acronyms because we referred to something. So we've got to try and explain things for people who aren't as into some of the sports stuff that we're into. So just once. Uh, at, the, at the beginning. So TMO, Television t- Match television Official. Television Match Official. So we'll just do it. UFC, there, there, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah. Oh, is it UFC? BLF. Big mother. BLF. (laughs) Busy Lampfield in the telecoms world. Oh, no, I was was a BMF. People say it's a BMF with a BA, with a bad attitude. Oh, I ain't getting on no plane, fool. No, 
No, okay. And I bet he's got a PhD as well. Yeah. <laughs> For those I of you, actually, when you know, I you know. Got to education degree level. I genuinely had education fatigue. I just I'm had to stop. I'm not talking about education. Had to stop. PhD is something else. When oh, you know, you know. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, Brad the rugby Brad's god knows. <laughs> Brad's reversing. <laughs> his, his chair into hard reverse. Chris, when you did your degree, though, it's what you say to a graduate with a job. Big Mac and fries, please, because that was it. They Mate, were... I was in the top. I was in one of the top five rated departments in the in the UK doing the course I did. Right, listen, the both of you. We had one lecturer that floated. He was that intelligent. He'd gone beyond motion. Howard Robinson. But he didn't have an MBA, did he? I, I'm sure he did. Lecturer, because he was a failed teacher. Oh, wow. Well, wow, what's wrong with you? So see, negative see I mean? this morning. He's brought the negativity. I've he been quite has. happy, but, it, yeah. but Sheldon's been. Re- I'm, I think Sheldon might have to stick if you carry on, Sheldon. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've found a raw nerve. Do you know what, though? You haven't hit a raw nerve, and it's a lot better than some of them, because you can actually repeat it on there. <laughs> Most of them, they can't. Uh, well, okay, so Sheldon. That's fine. So should we get down to rugby then, guys, and talk about uh, the Premiership Rugby Cup? The, the, the most pathetically named competition, the <laughs> Premiership Rugby Cup. Hey, look, it's it's like, I mean, what is it? It's like Ronsil it? does exactly what it says on the tent. They must, they must have sat there for all of about three seconds. Right, what should we call this competition? Premiership Rugby Cup. Done. Right, next business. <laughs> Can use the same logo, just put cup on the end. <laughs> did, they, did they all talk like that as well? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Do. Is that your RFU I voice? Should, no, oh, I should know. That, no, sorry, it's not the RFU, it's Premiership, sorry, Premiership Rugby, Premiership Rugby. Oh, yeah, we're allowed to be rude to those because they don't no, pay I'm your wages. No, I'm not being rude. I have no idea. <laughs> they do. <laughs> do they do? <laughs> 50% of them. Oh, bugger. I could oh, say, bugger, I, I see. Say, bugger. <laughs> so I, I saw the second half of Ealing... Leicester, uh, yes. 2,565 people saw it live, which I I was really disheartened to see that. You missed the first half, which was cracking then. Mm-hmm. In fact, the whole game was amazing, so we're going to go in reverse, yeah, the, the Ealing game. The the the, well, the Prem team obviously won with, with Leicester. They won through a little bit of naivety with Ealing, with two um, uh, intercepts. But I was going to say, Apart from that, I, I heard Ealing's wow. scrum was massively on top, yes. and yeah. they had two, yeah. like, and they were right in front, they were close to the line, and they took three points when they should have gone for the scrum yeah set piece there everything they what they yeah they they did the classic they chose to take points at each time so they didn't break the line they didn't score because leicester's defense as the prem team's very very good so they tried hammering the line didn't could, get could it. you argue very cynical <sighs> no they it was the right thing to do take points is what's in your head isn't it yeah. if you've got an opportunity to take the points yeah, but if, you've if gone, you are, if you've you're gone that f- dominant at scrum time okay so if the chiefs on the game that we'll talk about in a minute had taken points every time they uh tried to score a try and got rolled on their back or, or, or held up over the line, they'd have won the game. So take points, do it. it's a dilemma, isn't it? Ealing had everything, they had nothing to prove in many ways, but they had everything to gain by that win. And they were brilliant. It was really good to watch on the TV. Good spectacle, but like you say, not a huge, huge amount of people there. No. And, and for me, I'm look, I'm a massive advocate of the championship, played a lot of my rugby in the championship. I was really disheartened to see the runaway leaders of the championship they're playing Leicester Tigers at home in the semi-final of a competition. They're in London. It's not like it's difficult to get there. 2,500 people. Yeah. And, and, and one of the biggest things I remember when I was talking with Bill Sweeney down at Plymouth, I said, we have to have a minimum standard for clubs to move through into the, the Prem. Because if you just say, well, anyone can come through where, where they've got an infrastructure where they get 2,500 through the game, 
uh, and you've got a rich person putting the money in, if that rich person loses interest, you don't have a sustainable business and you have more rugby teams going pop. It ha- you have to be showing decent crowds. Well, he's getting on a bit, Trailfinder, isn't he? He is, well, the, yeah. But, and and but, you've, seen, you've seen clubs where a rich benefactor has gone, do you know what, don't want this, and the club goes pop. Whereas if you have a business, a club that has a business structure and uh, behind the rugby, it starts to work in a better way. And of course, there's two clubs. You've got no London Irish in the vicinity because they were fairly close. At one time, Wasp were fairly close as well. So you've got those fans that you would hope would have picked up Ealing as their club. But it shows that they won't jump on board until they're in the Prem. And I guess it was the same with Chiefs. Exeter Chiefs had a had a very local but amazing fan base, locally and very strong. In the Premiership, you see people. I'm I'm a Leicester Chief, or I live in uh, in Ireland, and you see right down in the but, tip but of Cornwall Chiefs, that Chiefs are Pirates had, fans. Chiefs but- had a business behind the business. They had Sandy Park Conference and Banqueting. They moved to a specific building, and they had two or three years building up a business to to, to bolster what they had. And this this is my concern with Ealing is. They haven't got anything. They've just got a sports ground. Yeah, but that's the same with a lot of the teams, though. Yeah, but this is what this is where I'm coming down. This is one of the few occasions I come down with the RFU, and I think and and, and Connor O'Shea now he's got six weeks supposedly to, to announce the minimum standards for Prem Two. Yeah. Um, where they're going to say this is what you have to be to be in this league because it's I, I I played all my youth rugby at Coldy Rugby Club, but it's it's silly that they're in in the champ because they get. A thousand people watching them. Well, let's hope that this was a really good game. It was televised. It was on uh, on TNT, but it was still televised. A lot of people watched it. A lot of people enjoyed the spectacle, and they'll go. Do you know what? That was really decent. That's mm. good rugby. Let's go and watch Ealing. Yeah, I hope this so. Could be, everyone has to start but, somewhere. But, but, but this and is, they're yeah, but, at the top of they're at the top of the championship. But this is the point. Ealing is spending money on players. Perhaps they should spend money on infrastructure. Perhaps like a marketing team that will actually get more people through the gate, so that they can then earn more money to pay the players in a more sustainable fashion but people won't pay to watch a rubbish team so it's a it's a chicken and egg situation and let's hope we're the earlier early seeing of the next couple of years and Ealing will make that jump and the Prem will be there let's go on the positive side of it it was a great game of rugby Ealing nearly saw off I'm I'm not denying that and I'm quite happy to have interleague competition I you know I I was raised in the league more of it I I played for New Brighton when we played against Waterloo in Division 2 I had a fight with Ben Kay he beat me up um, and and then when, when we were with Exeter and we were doing well, we used to play all sorts of teams from around. I think it's great, but I also think to say that, that that club has the possibility to play in the Prem, where you've got, you know, to turn the lights on at Sandy Park, they're spending tens of thousands with their, their floodlights, the infrastructure, and what have you. And it's unfair to allow somebody with a really streamlined business to come in and disrupt when if one wealthy person goes, I don't want to put my money anymore, they, they're popped. And I think that you've got to, you've got it. There's a nuanced point where you've got to say you have to have a level of business within your rugby so that you are sustainable and not on the whim of an individual. So the cup is a chance to help the, people. The cup, the cup get can allow the individuals the, to go for it. I'm all for so, it. So the give ch- it a better name, though. The cup is going to give those cl- clubs a chance, which is what it's done, which is great. I think it's too elongated because it started off like it seems like a year ago with uh, yeah. Jersey playing before they uh, they obviously went and all the other clubs well, was, being involved. It was, but it's been brilliant to see these things and to show how good a league the championship is. That, Ch- Champs and mega league, oh, but it, it was the commercials because obviously the World Cup, you had all your superstars away, so you, you couldn't have played Premiership rugby at the beginning of the season because 
uh, half the prem, all, all of the, the marquee players were off playing in the World Cup. They so, so they so you came up with something Champions. really good yeah. to signpost people towards supporting these teams that aren't in the top tier. So mm. it was great. I would love nothing more than to have seen Chiefs versus Ealing in the final, and almost you know, as a mega Chief fan, seeing Chiefs lose that to Ealing for for, for <laughs> maybe not. Well, no. almost. I'm I'm torn there, um, like Natalie and Brulia. Um, oh, uh, God. I no, I think you make. I think you make a really good point. It's good to have the the cross pollination, if you like. I re- I really like that. What you've got to be careful of is not seeing hundred pointers. Yeah, well, Cambridge Cambridge Correct. the team that came up from that one had a yeah. very hard realization, and they're they're only just starting to to hit their straps in the championship. Yeah, because they got absolutely pumped by a load of Premiership kids that had trained full time, where their boys had been working all through the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult. And this is the prob this is this is where it is a difficult position with rugby union at the moment, um, between the elite tier of the premiership and the sort of semi pro ish pro champ and then that one and trying to have a, a streamlined path between the three. Whereas in, golf. whereas in France you've got a really nice streamlined path in England. It's difficult. And, and, and so the premiership a, is the cartel. Was this a rant just so you could talk about business, all of this, or were we talking I love the about business the, of rugby. Were we talking about the game, the okay, game, sorry, yeah, which I right, watched yeah, and really right. enjoyed? You'd completely just gone off on Chris's <laughs> was, rant about yeah, was, business and two, rugby and sustainability. And, I was just like, you've got Leicester Tigers coming to your club. We like, know you've told us. I honestly believe Ivory Bridge would have got more people. Or Plymouth Albion would have got more people. And, and, and Ealing got a top of the champ. And you go, and you've got 2,500 in. Like, I'll be in getting 1500 for games Sunday afternoon one. game Chris people Mid-table. have got roast lunches and all that sort of stuff London. to eat in London you're in the I capital do, I just, city I, I wonder if it is strictly just a team to get into the premiership it's not a club yeah. I, I wonder if it's that because um, you know you, you Plymouth you've got a club you've got people that come yeah, around yeah. the locals and what have you I, I wonder if they're just that by virtue of their makeup mm. it is it's more about them getting into the premiership and then they'll make the club rather than what's happening now is, so is London Welsh moving to the Kazam they moved to Oxford didn't they oh did they it all went wrong for them but that was a bit before my time that, that, that was. was maths and things like that but yeah they did so, so these clubs can move uh, if they get promotion and yeah I, I think that they, we need more Prem clubs there needs to be at least two more I think oh, I back, agree. back to where you know sort you of numbers where are you going to get them from you've got Ealing and then, then where Cov yeah Matt Kovacic's Coventry I like Cov I like oh, Cov. The, the MD from Cov is he speaks well the, 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 it's the two tier system the fact that the Premiership clubs get huge amounts of money from their P shares and the champ clubs are w- working on scraps so it, it's very difficult at the moment and they have to make a more level playing field mm. but I can't see Tony Rowe going yeah you can give me £2 million less and give it to these Championship clubs so no, this, this, no this, is this, this is the problem you've got and this is where you've got this real challenge now how you can break up a bit of the, the the cartel that the Prem has and allow to fund championship clubs to a similar degree so that they can Well, that's get where that Prem 2 comes in. Yeah. So, so that's... We, we, we rebound it. And look, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm just looking at it from, from a supporter and spectator. That, that's probably where the Prem 2 comes in, where you, you get that you get that break and you get the, the similar model as what France mm. have got, where it becomes a lot closer... Um, you can it's actually... not as great a jeopardy to be relegated because if if you get relegated, you're still going to have eight thousand crowds turning up. Yeah, and look, than... look, you can't all control the, the the crowd side of stuff, but the, the French side of things, you, you're looking at um, TV deals that are bundled mm. in and, and so on and so forth. And to be in the pro de deux is sometimes... I love that one, the pro de deux. It's brilliant, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> 
French um, language, great. And also, while you're talking about that, I just got to interrupt because I think we've just managed to hit another really important thing that's happened. Because Chris just said Tony Rowe and didn't mention the fact that he rang him the other day to let him host the end of season awards. Oh, yeah. Which every time he's mentioned Tony Rowe, he's had to. He rang me the other day. I'm, I'm hosting the end of season awards, so he's managed to mention it without. The I've, other. I've, yeah, I've gone through the, the period of elation. I'm just accepting it now. Right, I, I think we've done this. Great we've done this subject to death. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Chiefs Gloucester. Chiefs played Gloucester. Gloucester went 17 nil up, and then Chiefs rallied round and coulda, shoulda in the last 10 minutes. Well, it should have played the first half like they played the second half when they were still on the coach or still somewhere else or still something else. And Rob made it really clear, didn't he? I mean, you know, we had four held up over the line tries. There were four, four yeah, four, and, and they were, were, and were they held up? Yeah, they were really clearly. There was a, there was a, a the TMO was brilliant, although it wasn't really used very that's, much. Uh, but you can't drop TMO, that bomb. Television match officially in. That's three. Sorry, television match official the TMO. Drop that bomb. Were they actually held up? Yeah, they were. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, oh, sorry. What him saying? Were they held well, up? Yeah. Well, Coxie, like, there, there was there was a real provocation last week, and we we spent twenty minutes debating it, and 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 little Al actually wrote in about the legal jargon. So you know, it was important <laughs> no, these, to confirm. These were all, no, these no were all fairly clear. These these weren't a, a blade of grass or a finger. These were Gloucester obviously prepared well for it, and somehow got bodies under or rolled under or did whatever else. There was a try they scored where there was still downward pressure. Scotia went over, and his hand was on the side of the ball still in contact no separation but there was no control and no downward pressure so it wasn't given so for somebody not knowing the real nuances of the law being yeah you have to talk that, about the sphere of the where you put the downward they pressure both, if there is they and... were both probably potentially not tries but one was given because the ball was a hand was on top of the ball and yep. it was still in contact so That's that was it, the picture yep. the other one the hand was on the side of the ball still in contact there was no control so there wasn't Correct. downward pressure so it wasn't yep. given but apart from that yeah I mean you, you, you've got to give it to Gloucester they uh, I thought I hate the pitches still the ball bounces funnily they're awful unless you play on them we never play well I say we never, Chiefs tend not to play well on them see I love them Ian, Ian you always play well on those pitches though oh. I've seen you at Kingsham a few times well, I, I was the first game ever to play on that pitch at Kingsham thanks for bringing that off Chris with my mate Mike no one cares anyway no uh, no one cares but I care and that should mean enough to you that I care <laughs> no it doesn't does it, it doesn't, not no do you not have a no, feel really well? Ian, he, play, he played for the he played for the he played for the Northern Boys. I know the I rugby know. league legends against the rugby oh union legends. Yeah, gracious. ran over ran over England international Rob Fiddler. He did as well. The Ardmen versus the kickers and clappers, as they called them. <laughs> the kickers and clappers. <laughs> he went right, lads. Let's go and smash them kickers and clappers' heads in. I was like, all right, I can buy into that. <laughs> <laughs> Off I trot. <laughs> but it was a great. It was you know it was a great game in the last twenty minutes, but too little, too late. I enjoyed once again. Jack Yandel spoke brilliantly after the game. I think he's a great. I'm, I'm becoming. A, I'm. In, I know um, Lewis Pearson's our, our hero, but the Jack Yandel fan club might have to start growing. Yeah, he's a great ambassador for the game, isn't he? Just, isn't he? Yeah. And, and I again, you see some of the lads that are going into the England A squad, which we're going <laughs> to move across to shortly. But how on earth Yandel and Ollie Woodburn aren't getting international honours? They're mega stars. Sa- really upset. They're too old for Saxons. They're too well, old. Charlie for... Yules has gone down. We'll talk about that later. They we'll move on to that. But yeah, we'll move on to that. Okay. One. So are we all done with the, the Chiefs game? Well, not really, because we only just said it was lying. But was it sad or not? Is it a cup that we've won and we put big gain on or, or not? Well, were I you mean, disappointed? Sta- what is it? Statman's. He said the other week, wasn't it? Something of the last. Of the last eight years, Chiefs have had like 14 semi-finals or yes. something ridiculous like that. Yeah, sta- it was- you're hearing the stats well. We've yeah. not had a brilliant time at Kingsham. Right. Wow. But 
But really? Mm, we beat we beat Gloucester down here by one point in the last minute, which is a game that was never in doubt. I think uh-huh. we talked about it. Mm. <laughs> but up there, we don't have a we don't have good stats for up there. Wow, yeah, no. it's the artificial I was su- pitch, isn't it? And I was what su- you're blaming. It's only been artificial, I think, four years. So before that, it no, was- it's that I think it hasn't been artificial for long. It's three years, four years, three years, three, three years, maybe three yeah. years. Okay. Three years of being shouted at for walking on it in oh, trainers. So as, go on in as, trainers. As, as we were not. the first. No. So as I said, we were the first team there. They had stewards everywhere. Yeah. If you even got near the edge of the last seat before you walked out, you had two of them jump on yep. you. You can't go out there. You've got to wear they boots. They used to fine the players. Mm-hmm. I think it was about 150 quid. I could mm. be wrong on that. That was what I heard. So we all had to go back into the changing room, put our boots on to go out then and look at it. Yeah, yeah, you have to have your boots on. Why not? Because I think it flattens the crumb underneath. Right. So if you if you have it, I, I don't think it's right there and then. I think it's over time. If you continue to allow that to happen, mm-hmm. it flattens it and it just ruins the crumb. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it depends, you know, not all stewards are equal. Some you give a high vis and they will like all of a sudden become the most powerful people in the world. I had one the other day parking at Sandy Park. It's like, wow, really? Come on, lady. <laughs> you said you realise I'm Sheldon. Have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, and that's your first person you meet at a club who's a Karen. It's like that's not great. Anyway, a Karen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the what's the, the man version of a Karen? There, um, is, there is a name for them, isn't there? Yeah, Keith. I don't know. Dave. Keith will do. Keith, no, Keith sounds good. Brother, we've got to find out. So, um, Christopher. Let's make it that at the moment. Christopher. Oh, you. I'll own it. A Karen and a Christopher. I'll own it. So. Um, <laughs> We've done um, the Chiefs and the Premiership Rugby Cup, which was all of the, the, the big league rugby, but also the local leagues were booming. Uh, National one, Chinna got beat at Blackheath, which means that they are level on points at the top of... Oh, hang on a minute. A male equivalent is a Brad. A, a male Brad, equivalent of a Karen is, it? is a Brad. Is it a Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Brad, the rugby gods just realised. Got it. Do you know what? We couldn't have <laughs> lined you, are, you could not be in a better position. We couldn't for have this lined that up any better than that. Could a male we? Karen is a Richard because a Richard can be shortened to a. Everybody knows. Uh, right. Rick, okay. Um, oh, oh, I was hoping it was a so, Brad. So Rams got a win and they are level on points with Chinna. Chinna, I believe, are second in National One on points difference alone. Have they still got that ridiculous budget? Chinna? Yeah. Well, they're doing... Well, suppose rumours are they're doing... Well, they've got Nick Easter as their DOR, and he okay, won't come yeah. cheap. Okay, then yes. Min- Minty, <laughs> Your mate Minty. Minty, yeah, he won't come cheap. But he, I mean, fair play to him. He's, he's, um, I, was get, I was ripping into him a couple of years ago about how difficult National One is, and he's turned the team round, and they are... Up until they lost at Blackheath, um, they were top of the league with bits to spare now they are and, and they don't play each other but they both have to go down to Plymouth Plymouth will be the kingmakers in National 1 oh yeah, uh, yeah. so he's kind of sort of disappeared off after he stopped playing rugby didn't he didn't really go anywhere else and kept himself an amazing nick and one of the hardest men around he went he went down to South Africa and was defence coach for the for the Sharks then he went up to Newcastle He's got some sort of consultancy with America, I think. He's doing some work with the American national oh, team. Cool. Um, and then he, he plays got, for Joining team. Jack, and Blue. I ran into him out in yeah. Dubai, and it was like a blamange hitting a brick wall. <laughs> oh, mate, we used to, <laughs> Honestly, we were, I assume you were with the blamange. I was with the blamange. I came around the corner, <laughs> flat on a ball, and thought, oh, there's no one there. I'm straight through, and Nick Easter <laughs> appeared, and it was like, donk. We used to call him the Wamoan. He was a white Samoan. Honestly, like he, just, he just had Polynesian really? ability. Appeared just, as, from as nowhere guy, and stopped 20 stone of flab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moving at six mile an hour, probably. <laughs> but anyway, that fast. Yeah, loads of really good rugby. Yeah, and then obviously my boys, Chew Valley, they were 19-3 up at Ivory Bridge. And then Ivory Bridge won 46-19. Ivy Bridge got one of them artificial pitches. Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Chew didn't like <laughs> it in floods. the second half. <laughs> 
I mean, that's 43 points to nil in the second half they lost. And Devonport beat Exmouth 2017. By three points. So three points at Exmouth. Really close game. Could have gone either way. And that's Devonport who are way ahead at the top. And Exmouth who are down in seventh. That's put Devonport seven clear at the top of um, uh, the fourth tier, which I can't think of at the moment. So National. So it's National two. National one. National no no. So, national, sorry, national local two. local regional yeah. one. Are you two okay? It's, I know it's, just, like, uh, it's like I know. verbal diarrhoea you've got today. <laughs> yeah, no, the two of you. It was just and then a yeah, so, all right. So that was that was the local rugby. Anything else on local rugby? Well, yeah, because it's great. Um, uh, I'm looking here. Um, Crediton put out three teams, so three teams playing rugby. Exmouth put out three teams. Uh, Fourteen, thirteen. Did you play? No, we were cancelled. Ten o'clock. I was already there, getting to ready to pack my bag, go down they to the wind, club. They and got play. wind of the fact that the dominator was playing, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Who are you going to play? South Moulton's twos. Right. And, and they, they said, mate, if Dunstan's playing, we ain't playing. Well, probably something that nothing like that happened. But anyway, so I was really gutted. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but if the game's yeah. off, on the booze? Oh, win or lose, we're on the booze. That's yeah. the only reason I play rugby. For yeah. Showers with, Good the, social. with the boys afterwards in a social. Did you all go and have a shower together? Just go and have a shower together. <laughs> yeah, forget the rugby. Go and have a shower together in there. Cooks his face. This is part of the game. Part of rugby, that part used to of be all back, of those Back in the things. day, if the game was off, like, let's all go down, we'll do a bit of fizz, we'll have a shower, then we'll get on it. Yeah, and you wait for like the young Colt to come back in who's just playing his first senior game, and as he's in the changing room, you squirt a bit more shampoo or shower gel on his hair, so he has to go back in the shower and wash it off. The record was six times this young lad was so stupid he got near me again. <laughs> more shower gel, back wow. in the shower. I know. Oh, um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I used to do it while they were in the shower, so they'd wash it off and you'd squeeze a bit more on, and you'd have three or four of you doing it. And then you'd be like, bloody hell, what's your soap like, John? It's ace. He'd be like, yeah, didn't it just? And then I'd just keep going. <laughs> was he Welsh? Was yeah, he, it just, he, yeah, I, just... I made up the John, but I, it used to be one of my favourites. Like me, um, Tom Skeldon, we used to get people and we just we just double team them. So you'd stand, because you're putting in my hair, go, I'll stand over here, watch me, I'm over here. And then he'd come the other side and squish him. And you'd get like a whole bottle of uh, Lynx Africa on them. And, and they'd be Which, like, you've got the best shower gel of all time. January is always the best time to do that because everyone's had it for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. So this where well, I've always been a right because I stay in hotels so much, I take the bottles of shampoo. They don't do them anymore. Well, no, you don't get them so often, but yeah, you get them in some hotels still, but not, not some so many. Some of the Mar- Marriott so, have not, yes. and there are other brands available. Uh-huh. Yeah. Marriott do not leave them. So Let my rugby bag's full of those. This is all down oh. to Hayden Thomas. God. Hayden oh. Thomas, who's just coached England under 18s, actually. Yes, I saw that. Really good yeah. on him. Well done, the rap man. Yeah. He, back in the day, we played a game, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was Coventry. And it was always expected that you'd take your toiletries and, you know, some of the lads might take a towel and blah, blah, blah. And we were on the bus and we were about to leave. And the concierge from this hotel come running out was like, look, lads, I'm sorry. We know there's a few bits going to go missing, but someone's taking the mickey here. And, and there was this standoff. And Ian Bremner was at the front of the bus and he was like, I won't put the accent on it. It's like, someone's got to come forward. And You're in Bremner. Yeah, but what did he nick? So eventually Hayden came out, his bag was bursting at the seams. He had like a painting, an iron. He just robbed everything. It was amazing because Hayden's called the the rat. This is twenty years ago, so it's fine. He was called he was called the rat um, because he was a lab rat. He was a chemistry graduate, but he was a rat because he was just a filthy human. He just used to rob everything, and it was just (laughs) he just had so much. And I just remember him walking down the bus really coy, and he had to like get his iron out and like sorry. That's unbelievable. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't do your Ian Bremner accent. No, I won't do it. No, please don't do that. I miss Bremner. Also, talking of accents, our mate Tempo. He's been on. Hey, Tempo. Friend of the show. Tempo, right. Coxie, Coxie, 
Got a TMO reference for you, mate. That's t- t- a television match official for anyone that doesn't know what a three-word acronym is. Coxie, stop the game. Stop the game, Coxie. Why is he Australian? Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that was that? Was never that was New Zealand. That was the Northerners. Yeah, one. no, Tempo's given some feedback. Yep. You need to work on your Scouse accent. I haven't been back you know. for so long. Yeah. I know. Sorry, Tempo, me. Um, you also, do it when you're drunk. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, high t- okay. Times of high tension as well. Mm. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Um, also on the local rugby, our good friends, the Lewis Heads, have had one of their charity matches against Brixham. Mm-hmm. They did a Loose Heads Barbarians. Tom Steer and... Yeah, so uh, why, yeah. why didn't Ian get the nod? Ian be a good Loose Head Barbarian. There's a lot too of reasons old, why mate. Really. Sash, mate. too old. They're, they're, they're all younger. Down they're at all... the mighty Brixham, I, can't, mm. I did so many games at Brixham on my yeah. way up. That was when somebody shouted at me that Play you should, be, you should oh. be in the kitchen. And oh, then no my, way. What yeah, was your reply? My AR shouted back, there's no good her being in the kitchen. She can't cook. Yeah, she oh. uses next door smoke alarm as a yeah. timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brixham, Brixham's a well supported club. It's I a brilliant club. Big games, they'll get a really thousand. Really brilliant. Club. I played for Gwent Police down in Brixham. I turned up oh, to yeah. play for Devon Sharks, played half for Devon Sharks and then half for Gwent Police. I've even got a Gwent Police tie. <laughs> oh, wow. It's on a bit of a slope, though. The it grass is. is normally a little bit long. The funny mm. things. You have yeah. to really pick your feet up when you run. I, um, mm-hmm. I captained Devon to a magnificent defeat against Kent. You, oh, wow. You had a really good Devon record as captain, didn't you? Um, captain, three captains, three se- losses. Senior ca- senior county captain. I captained Cheshire to relegation, and I captained Devon to relegation. Wow. <laughs> Quite the record, that. And, and when I was... Tw- I've, I've dug out some old programmes. When I was 21 at Oral, I captained them to relegation out of the champ as well. Well, not, where not are they now? Uh, they're at about South Lancashire, Cheshire 1, something like that. Oh, they're, good they're, gracious. Oh, it's, okay. it's a very sad story. Very sad story. Before we go off the field, let's get a message from our sponsors and we'll have a visit with Ian to the Statman. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk. Hey Dave, welcome to this week. Uh, unfortunately, after a, another loss, I think it's our third on the trot, isn't it? We uh, we have some depressing stats and the first time I think we've lost to Gloucester in like 38 years. Yeah, it certainly feels like quite a long time, but I think we we our record at Kingsholm recently hasn't been that good actually. Um, we we've tend to beat them down at our place, but um, yeah, another tight game against Gloucester. That's two this season. Um, we won by a single point, of course, at Sandy Park. Just got over the line thanks to Henry Slade. This time Slade was on international duty, so we lost by three. I think it's probably the the difference. Um, and actually, in terms of narrow defeats, I know we talked about it um, a few weeks ago. Um, after the Northampton game, but that's Chiefs' narrowest defeat of the season for the men. Um, and the last time, so in their last nine games that have been settled by three points or fewer, um, they've won seven of them. So generally, we've been on the right side of those ones. Um, you can't win them all when they're that tight, and you certainly can't win them all when you don't play for the first half. So. And would I be fair saying it's the most number of balls held up over the line we've had for quite a while as well? Yeah, I can't, I can't ever remember seeing a game like it, to be honest. Um, if you and you were there for held, it, weren't you? you were, yeah, you were... four, four of them held up over the line. You had the CO1 that was seemingly not held over the line. And um, yeah, you, you think, yeah, it maybe isn't our day today. Um no, I think uh, yeah, there's there's plenty, and we'll be talking about that and how reflective we are in uh, in the pod uh, in the main section of it. So that's cool. What else have you got for us today, then? So um, the women have got um, Quinns this weekend at, at Sandy Park, um, which I, I looked at their record against Quinns, and I'm I'm 
it's still something that staggers me. They've only lost once in nine meetings, previous meetings against Quinns. And you think Quinns were one of the big, well, they were the big dogs, really, weren't they? In, in they started this so season. Long. Yeah, they started this season badly, but I think they're in ascendance now. They're getting back towards right. what they should be. But yeah, Quinns have only ever beaten Exeter women once. You know, that, which is just to think that Exeter have only been aside for, you know, a few years is really incredible. So, so that's really a real promising sign. And and Quinns, like you say, they've been sort of flashes of good good stuff this year, but quite some, some quite poor results as well. So hopefully, um, the women can get another win um, and keep their record of mostly getting bonus try, try bonuses. Um, in the first half, five. They, yeah, in the first half, and uh, yeah, I think they've missed five in thirty-five games or something. So I'm um, hoping. And Steve Max back on the uh, on the spreadsheet now for uh, for scoring tries, which is also great news. Kingster, she's um, she's obviously trying to get back on it. With the Six Nations this weekend, uh, England um, going to Murrayfield. This is a stat from Ross, Russ Petty, um, who's brilliant on Twitter. He's like a sort of higher version of me, really. Um, Scotland have scored seven tries against England at Murrayfield since it's been Six Nations, um, which is incredible. It just shows how much they struggled against England until quite recent times. Um, both the teams, though, this, this year is maybe a pointer of where the game will go. have scored 43 points in their first two games. Um, that's the, they're the, both the second highest scorers in the tournament, um, which might sound like they've had reasonable tournaments so far, but Ireland have scored 74 points. So they've scored nearly double the number of points. It really is, like we said last week, um, five quite average nations in Ireland at the moment. So um, I suspect it'll be tight and, and nuggety again um, this weekend for England. When did we last beat Scotland? Oh, I don't know. I think I don't think it's that long ago. I think there was one during COVID under Jones, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a couple of years, isn't it? So uh... yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly not the guaranteed uh, England win that it was for quite a, a gloriously long time. But um... no, and we've got uh, Summer Topshin, Sam Skinner, hopefully in that squad, and uh, and Hamish McHepburn. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. yeah, plenty of Chiefs interest, hopefully. Yeah, and then hopefully three uh, three Chiefs in England squad. So brilliant. Well, thanks for those stats. We've got the men's game coming up as well on the sixth of March. So uh, a little a little way away, but they're having a, a Royal Navy uh, friendly fixture, which would be good to keep their hand in. So uh, yeah, see if we can dig up some uh, stats on that nearer the time. Yeah, I'll see what we can find out. It's been a bit of an annual fixture, hasn't it? That one. So um, has indeed. So brilliant. Thanks for those updates, and uh, we will catch up with you next week. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk Once again, another fine message from our sponsors and a bit of intel from the Statman. Let's go off the field and straight into England, A. Eh? We didn't actually mention that last week and we should have had a chat about who we thought was going to get in. And then what, we... into the Saxon squad? Yeah. Well, no, England A, it's not Saxons anymore. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to call them the Saxons. It's a great name for them. Okay, fine. Ian's going to call them the Saxons. But uh, obviously, Russ Tuima, um, Josh Josepha Scott, Greg Fisselau and Josh Hodge from the Exeter Chiefs have made the, made the team. Any any bolters we think could have gone, shouldn't have gone? I mean, I, I still think... They've put Charlie Ewells in. Uh, Nick Ezekwe, he's got like, eight caps for England. Jack Yandel would have been a cracking captain for that team. He would have done. What they've done is they've tried, but Jack Yandel doesn't have any England caps. So what they've tried to do is they've tried to bring in some England caps with experience alongside these younger guys. So they're, they're kind of hybriding it, aren't they, with those? Whereas bring Yens in, he's not. He would have made a great captain for it, like for any side, but he's not got a cap. Mm. 
And Zach Mercer, no sign of him, even though he was the man of the match against Chiefs for Gloucester crossfield kicks. Yeah, first half he was. Where was he in the second half? Went missing, didn't he? Okay. I'm just laughing at James Buckingham. Oh. He's walked past the window. God bless him. And he's got one of my old rugby tops on. Oh. Right. Well, one of my old rugby uh, jumpers. What he's done is he's... He's, he's put, stuck a PFP logo He has. On. He's stuck a PFP logo he's over the RFU the logo. <laughs> Right. Sorry, carry on with... No, so England Day, they've come together for one week. They're going to play against Portugal this weekend. This weekend, isn't it, yeah. There's four extra Chiefs in the squad. I think um, uh, it's interesting to see we've got four Chiefs. I think all four of them are going to play. I think you're probably right. It's tough, though. Do you know what? It's almost hard to get excited about with this. They've got so much weird rugby going on at the moment. With like, We've had a week off from the main Six Nations. Six Nations come back. We've had a cup competition. We've had this. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, if you don't know anything about rugby or you don't follow things act- actively, you wouldn't really know what the Saxons were because they've not I, been around for a I th- while. I think, I think England Day. I think, I think England Day have missed the trick because last week you had two games of rugby at the elite tier in England and you could have had England Day Portugal and really build it up and had a, a, a proper game of rugby that, that would have carried on the, the excitement Portugal had in the World Cup, whereas instead it's now going to be diluted because we've got three Six, three six Nations games which are going to take precedence by a mile, and it's, yeah. it's going to be an afterthought. Is it even televised? It'll be on, you'll be able to see it somewhere, for sure. Okay. Yeah, no, really interesting. And also interesting um, from Conor O'Shea when he was speaking about the England A and um, he was chatting a little bit around Zach Mercer as well. Yeah, the pathways. Yeah, the pathways. So I, I think the the intention by the sounds of things from what I was getting from what Conor was saying is that they want to use some of the under-20s that are in that gap between senior and under-20s. Mm-hmm. So they, they've got the structure and they know the, the sort of game plans and what have you. Um, but they want to bring them together into that A squad, um, so which is potentially why some other people have missed out. He was quite bold in his statement. Though, yeah. he? he said there's like there's some generational talents. Yes. There's, there's lads that are going to be filling the England team for years in this under twenty setup at the moment. Yeah. So trying to keep them in an elite, elite, elite performance beyond Premiership. Yeah. Because like Felix Jones is coming as the defence coach. Yes. You've got to get. You've got to understand this rush defence that England are trying to institute. Yeah. And yeah. you might not have that in your club. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I can sort of. I don't think you. I don't, that's that's the inference I'm taking for it. I don't think he explained it very well, but okay. you've, you've actually explained it better, Cox. So you should be the elite director for England rugby. Oof, you no, should no, be. You. So I'm referring back to my. If you want to know if something's on television, where's the match.com? Brilliant website. There uh, are other websites available. Yeah, but this one's really good. No, that is good. Really Ian's, easy. Ian's fa- Sheldon's found the Sheldon. winner there. <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm not keen on having more letters in my name. I struggle to write it down and remember what it is, and it's only three letters. Um, uh, and it's not even appearing on there. The under twenties, there's lots of under twenties going on. Right. Um, uh, all the international matches, but yeah, it's not even on there. So okay. Yeah, no, I think it's an interesting setup. I think it is a very positive step forward. Um, I think that the whole setup again will. It's got the blueprint from when Saxons were around. However, I think we're in a different time now. So I think they're they're trying to find where the A sits with everything. Um, I do think you still have some of that momentum from Portugal um, from the back of the, the World Cup, albeit that they lost, I think That's it was Belgium. against Belgium. They lost yeah. to Belgium yeah. recently, which, yeah. Which is the biggest upset in international rugby of yes. all time with the distance between the teams in the rankings. Yes, yeah. Um, I think the last time that happened, there was a bit of a controversy from the referee as well. So I remember that. I remember yeah. that very well. Vlad the lad. Yes. <laughs> God bless. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think oh, it's... For those that don't know that, I think that was a Romanian official, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah good lad. Buried good the team. Lad. Where is he now? 
I'm not actually sure. I haven't seen him for years. I used to do sevens with him in Europe, um, right. and then as to where he is now, I'm not sure. So Vlad, you if don't do sevens anymore because you're too slow. Or? Oh, I've no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> sevens is brutal, my friend. Oh, I bet it is. I know when it yeah. is brutal. Um, so yeah, so I think it's a really positive step forward from um, England rugby. I think it probably will have some periods where it's got to iron this stuff out. Um, but why wouldn't you give game time to people that are looking to push into the senior squad, especially for those under-20s as well? I think it's an amazing piece of pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got to get the rest of it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact it's not televised, I don't, I don't think it's a massive issue in some respects. I think it's a really positive thing for Portugal because to play an England side, regardless of, of whether you call them the A or... or mm-hmm. England I think will bring a lot of interest for people and also it's not it's not a massive flight over so no. you can go over have a weekend in Portugal especially when you're you're in the off season of the holiday is, the game in, is it, are they playing in Portugal or are they playing in England do you know what I don't actually know I, I was assuming it was in Portugal England no. a versus Portugal Sunday the 25th of February to be played at Leicester Tigers Stadium oh sorry no. all right never Tickets mind available I take all that back £17.50 per adult <laughs> There you go, that'd be a good match. If you want to see some top-level rugby, get yourself across to Leicester. There you go. Sorry. Okay, well, let's move to the Six Nations. Um, we'll, we'll start with, once again, I think we'll start with Ireland at home to Wales. Can anybody see a winner other than Ireland? No. Sarah Cox? <laughs> no yeah, I'm not even going to go any further than that. Uh, no. Right, Ireland and the Five Nations is, uh, yeah. You could potentially get an upset, I guess. I'm saying, positive. I'm saying, I think I'm saying Wales will start well. I think Daff will lead the team with a plum. I think Tommy Rafael will once again be pushing for the Man of Steel for the Six Nations and can be ace. But I, I just can't see them getting past Ireland and Ireland. I, I think Ireland okay. win this yeah, Grand Slam okay, comfortably. Fair. Agreed. Um, Italy, France. I think Italy going to France. The French still haven't really played as well as they can, and the Italians have shown. I think that could be a good game. I'm, yeah. I'm fancying a very, very tight game. I think the Italians will find a way to lose it at the That's end. That's our mate yeah. Christoph's um, first Tier 1 international. Christoph Ridley? Yep. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's his... Or, uh, not, not first tier, tier 1, I don't think. It's um, his first Six Nations First Six Nations for Christoph yeah. Ridley? Wow. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's him on the beginning refereeing. of his pathway. Yeah. I enjoy his ref- We've done really well with him as well until this weekend, but that wasn't his fault. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then um, the final one, obviously, England are going to Murrayfield. To yeah, in never Scotland. in doubt. England are going to win that. I'm fancying Scotland, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it's you gonna... were Welsh anyway. Yeah. I am Welsh, yeah. Yeah. Chris, Chris Llewellyn. Christopher Llewellyn Bentley. Yeah. Wales have been absolutely radical in their rebuilding. They've literally said we're throwing a load of young kids in. They're going to get the exposure. Bear with it. Very much like the Chiefs did at the beginning of this season. Obviously, Chiefs have got possibly better coaches in Rob Baxter, Rob Hunter and Ali Heifer than... Um, the Welsh have, which is why they've, they've big statement from you. So England, England, Scotland, yeah, oh, uh, Scotland, and we haven't been to Scotland oh, for oh what seems God. like a million years. Hang on a minute, stop Uh-oh. the press. Oh, Has okay. anybody seen the promotions on Extra Chiefs for who's wiser, Ethan Roots or Rob Baxter? No, and Rob Baxter. They're, they're doing a competition at Extra Chiefs, wiser as a sponsor. And it's who's wiser, Rob or Ethan, and they've done a load of competitions. They get in the ice bath. Baxter is an amazing fellow. He's in better nick than we was as a player. That's the. Um... He's in his speedos. Not his... Ethan's in his speedos. Rob's in swimming shorts. And Talking they have to get in the of ice, bath, ice baths. Like, wow. While we're on this, yep. how are you two muppets getting on with your ice bath? I'm going to do a video with the kids tonight and put it on the social. Because you've thrown your kids in, Christopher, and yep. you have. I've been in. I've been in. I'm... I have. I, went... I got in for four minutes. What did you minutes. put your toe in? Did you? No, I got in. I put... <laughs> Stand I went... up to my knees. I went chest deep in my ice bath and I sat there for about four or five minutes. And it... look, it's not very nice for the first couple of minutes, but if you breathe through it, you get through it. It's just. 
And, and What's I, wrong with you? And I've Be been positive. in this sea because it's at the end of my road. Mine's there, and I've used it once, but I haven't. I've, I've taken the clothes off my rower. I haven't started row, rowing. But you I'm, need to start I know rowing because this is going to hit you like yeah, a freight it's train. Fine. It's fine. I'm a machine, but I'm in the sea all the time, and the sea's nice and cold. So I'm not afraid of the cold. I'm fat. Basically, this is your kick up the ass to get going with okay, this. I'll you're do, rowing. You're fine, but I'll give you, I'll, Mr. I'll Dunstan do, here I'll needs to video. get going. Within the next 24 hours, I'll put it on my LinkedIn. Because the chap that actually donated it to us said you need to do a video, so I'll do a video. He did. Correct. Shout out to those guys at Lumi. Thanks, so in, team. Yeah, so England, Scotland, uh, way at Scotland. We've not beaten them for what seems like years and years and years. This is our day. We're going to beat them. Mm. I'll be interested to see the selection. I mean, the, 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 the big one, I think Ollie Lawrence is going to come back in. I think he'll come in at 12 and they'll keep Slady at 13. I agree. Isn't Slady playing well at the moment, though? Yeah. And he'll play well with Lawrence because Lawrence yeah. just bashes holes. He's oh, they... so he did a grip strength thing, and he had the same grip oh, strength as all the gracious. as all the forwards. I was about to do that, but the only thing they should have done was they should have got Robin Cowling in, who used to be the forwards coach at Chiefs, and he's seventy nine. And I promise you, he'd have better grip strength than everyone. He has got he can bend iron bars, Robin Cowling. It's um, his grip is unreal. Was that trying to get money out of his wallet or something? I have no idea. Well, I, think, well I think he's just a farmer. He had unreal grip strength. Back in the day we we had a it wasn't as it wasn't a digital one, it was a you had to pull a needle. And Cowling had unreal grip strength. Wow. Fair I think only, only like um Elvis, oh, who, come on, who was it? It'll come back to me. Hawani Tui was the only one that got close to him for grip strength. It wow. was ridiculous. Wow. Well, yeah, um, and then Mitchell being out. Yeah, Alex Mitchell is the yeah. loss. And then obviously, who are you going to throw? Because do you throw Ben Spencer straight in? Yeah. Do you do you keep Danny Kerr on the bench and get him on yeah. to allow him to do basically, yeah, yeah, and watch the first half of the game work yeah, it all Harry out? Harry Randall's gone on. down to the. Harry Randall's gone to, to England, A. Eh? Which yeah. I think is weird because they, they didn't release, well, they announced the release of those players on. Um, Tuesday, so that they'd already been in camp for like three or four days. Mm. So you're, you're probably starting to feel what the team's going to be. Then suddenly they send four lads from the England squad down. Yeah, that would be really disheartening. No, you're still getting game time. No, you're still there. You, and yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Four days, you've got a group, a tight group. There's like 28 players and 23 will play. So you're sort of starting to get a feel of who's playing. And then four more arrive. Yeah, but you're, you're four days out from the game. You're still there in 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 part of it, aren't you? Yeah. So it's kind of a softening from no longer being with the full England team. No, I'm thinking um, of the England A boys. Oh, for the England A boys, yeah, who England all day. of a sudden been pushed out. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, what's happened here? Well, you weren't good enough. Yeah. Get better. Oh wow. Easy, isn't it? Sheldon. Yeah, yeah, no, so that'll be interesting to see what he does with that. Okay. Um, see what he does in uh, nine and who can effectively come on and, and make the biggest impact. Danny Kerr. Okay. But does does he come on or does he start? Oh, it's just brilliant. It's just good to see him back because obviously he had something, uh, um, the big falling out with Eddie Jones or that. And it's nice to see both bringing him back. Danny Kerr's still a great player. Yeah, I agree. But they're, they're, they're the only big decisions I think that England will make I think the rest Probably, of the time they'll yeah. be relaxed yeah. uh, there's a few people tipping Fe uh, Manuel Feroboso to get in on the wing because yeah. Scot Scotland have got injury problems on their left wing and they think it might be a great game for him to go on and, and, and it's uh, interesting, show what he can it's, do it's interesting because he's only had what a total of four minutes like that, yeah. yeah that's that's interesting what does that say um, and he I know you, he you, doesn't trust him yet yeah yeah maybe maybe so are you going to trust him because Scotland have turned England over a fair few times now mm -hmm. so is it? I don't but, know. But, yeah, but I tipped it last week. I think he might he might be out of the squad because because you've got these players coming in and players are going to drop out. So the players that are starting will drop to the bench. Players on the bench drop out. I, I'm I'm nervous for him. We'll find out shortly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, any upcoming rugby? Who you got this weekend, Rakoxi? 
Uh, I am off to London Scottish against Coldy in the championship. I've yeah. got my Coldy centenary shirt arriving in the post this Have week. You? 150 oh. years of Coldy Rugby Club. So That's I, cool. I, I wrote off to Lynn Ridgeway, their club chairman, and said, yeah. I play for, your, for your, up to junior Colts. So I'd like uh, to buy one. Bought a junior shirt. Heavy, cool. heavy cotton, love it. Oh god, the old school heavy cotton that you ended up like two kilos heavier if it mm-hmm. rained. I'm just yeah. upset. It's not like my north, my northern students one. It had um, double cotton sewn into the into yes, the, into like so a had, shoulder so pad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you have that at Chiefs as well with one of the uh, the really old white uh, no. long sleever? No, I, uh, the, when I arrived, the first year was the first year of skinny fit shirts, and yeah, we saw. ordered really small shirts so we, we were like, he didn't pay for the expensive small fit he just bought like two sizes too small oh for everyone God. so i've given mine to my 12 year old daughter now she yeah, wears it fits. if it's her. Yeah. yeah which is like triple xl isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay so um i've got the- something here from oh. the devon rfu uh, devon rugby referee society so we were talking about three letter acronyms earlier and it goes the DRRS and the DRU and the RFU take a MOA very seriously <laughs> so that is MO, MOA is match official abuse match official abuse they've just brought a new match official abuse in which Devon Referee Society Devon Rugby Union and the RFU are all uh, working on for lengthy bans currently the longest in Devon is nine weeks uh, the longest issued by the RFU for match uh, official abuse is 29 weeks it's a hell of a long burn, that is. Mm. Um, no, it's interesting, the stats on this in the background. Um, so they sent out a survey, and of the responses of the survey um, from match officials, 49% of them had um, been subject to or witnessed uh, match official abuse at a game. 49%. That's not good. It's not good, but they put but on their you, shirt. Would you, in call, would you call like the band? Well, it wasn't. It no, wasn't it's pleasant. not banter. So you're saying you'd be better in the kitchen, and then you're... To your assistant ref was like, no, she'd burn everything. Does that because he's lightened the tone? Does that remain as abuse, or is that it? Technically, is abuse because of the way in which it's said. It's not said in a positive way, is yeah. it? So, um, no, and, I and think abuse this to the is kitchen. yeah, no. So I think this this actually comes into the realms of like physical and verbal abuse. There's been referees that have been pushed. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I got followed in the car park once. Yeah, to my car. And I panicked because oh, it was only me and him. I've got trapped in changing rooms before. Really? Yeah, Cur- yeah. What, like, is this like people remonstrating with decisions or like physically trying to intimidate you? Uh, both. Right. Both. I've been squared up to before. Like all sorts of things. Yeah, so it's... Uh, th- Sorry to hear that. How would you dealt with that then, Cogs? <sighs> God, there's... Uh, there's different ways. Yeah. <laughs> master I, of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you had, I had to give a warning. I nearly gave a warning to someone mm-hmm. um, and said, you carry on. I find in your behaviour very threatening. If mm-hmm. you continue, I will, I will use force right. to try and get out of the changing room, basically. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, and then the other one, like when he followed me through the car park, I panicked a little bit, and thankfully um, somebody else walked through the car park at the same time, so right. it sort of diffused the situation. Oh, so he he probably had malicious intent. And then yeah, somebody he was else following me. Yeah, and, and someone and you else. Could see him yeah, think, I need to know. Uh, yeah. Was he talking at the time, or was he? Just... Yeah, he was like, I don't know what he was saying because I was just frantically trying to get in Good my keys. car. But yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there's stuff like that. 
that happened. This is the next step up from yeah. you should have gone to Specsavers. This is this is yeah. way beyond should yeah. have gone to Specsavers. I can cope with that because it's, it's probably true. But um, oh, look, I've tried to give Coxie a hard time and she absolutely decimated me. So she she can handle herself. But mm. but there, that's oh I'm, I did yeah, I did, did yeah. because he tried to give me I was warming up. <laughs> I was this warming was, up. This was literally like I tried to tickle Coxie's foot with a feather and she dropped an XSF missile on my face. I did yeah yeah I absolutely like destroyed him. Level, but, oh, I've never. I've seen oh, you Coxie. stand there just like wow. I've nowhere to go. No, no, he was trying. He was trying to um, banter me oh, no, while I was, I was with warming my mate up. Steve Edwards, rugger coffee, and we were walking along. We were in the rugger coffee seats before the get a Chiefs you game. Sh- I didn't even know what you were shouting. No, at I was me. like, "Alright, Coxie, see you on the, see you on the touch today. You wouldn't be in the middle." Yeah, and Something I, like some, I went went, along the line. At least I'm on this pitch. You would never be on it. You're fat and a mess. You useless. It wasn't and, quite fat and a mess. Oh, calm down, Coxie. So no, just, I just destroyed you with your own banter. I just flipped your banter back round. This is the tables of turned. And then, and then you got like the other refs. They, you all like put your arms around each other and all looked at me and laughed. Bentley's rubbish. Bentley's rubbish. Like, yeah, this is what's happening in his in his head. What's actually happened is I've just run off up the other side of the pitch to continue my warm up. No, this no, is did. this is interesting you, you because Christoph was with you. It was Christoph Ridley. Yeah, and, was, yeah. and you did give him the nudge and went, look at this. And I was like, Yeah, you've got me there. Yeah. No, this is interesting because it was at one point that I used to go on and do the oh please Miss Bentley can I have your autograph and now look how the tables have turned uh, yes. <laughs> he's now asking me to come yeah. in his corporate boxes and speak lace, lace my boots <laughs> look at him he can't handle it look the tables have turned um stats you had a really interesting stat oh right we're going so, so we're going. On, ga- in the bin. on gameplay yeah gameplay, so Will yeah. Kelleher from the Times was amongst a few people that posted a, a great graphic uh, from the England Wales game, that the total length of game was eighty six minutes, ninety six minutes thirty eight. Fourteen minutes of that, the clock was stopped. Eighty two, the ball was in play, or the the, the, the time the, of the clock was, was going. going. Yeah. Um, there was thirty six minutes of ball in play, eighteen minutes waiting for scrums, twelve minutes of injuries, drinks, and substitutions, ten minutes waiting for penalties and conversions, including penalties to touch, ten minutes waiting for lineouts. Four minutes t- t- television match official reviews and four minutes of restarts after scores. And you tell me that the TMO gets too involved. 18 minutes of waiting for scrums. 18 minutes waiting for scrums. And but, but we spoke about the gridiron and how a 60-minute game takes six hours yeah. because the stakes are so high and everything has to be absolutely correct. And rugby union, is this is, this is as high as you can get in rugby union. There's tens of millions being made at that game. The stakes are high. But to spend eighteen minutes organising sixteen men pushing against each other. Yep. And you're people are calling out for more flow to the game at the moment. And people are saying that the TMO gets too involved. I think what people are saying is that we don't want to watch lots of replays. We just want a decision made. It feels like the decision is taking forever. Exactly that. But it feels like the decision is taking forever. And that there is nothing worse as a referee where you feel like 30 seconds because a majority of the time it takes within about 30 seconds to a minute and a half to get it on there off there and we move on um it feels like three hours and especially as well then when you get caught like last week in that um technology issue 
where the replays are not coming up on the mm-hmm. screen and you're standing there now everybody's booing at you you're booing at me it's not me mm-hmm. it's well, not no, my role so my thing here is i want the tmo to be used when the referee refers to the tmo anything else be dealt with citing commissioners afterwards so that's you my can't. no no but that's you my can't. no but that's my tmo thing my scrum thing is we waited so long for it referee just needs to start um, going to the pocket putting cards up people time wasting people doing everything okay else. so then you then enter into the um uncontested scrums because you've binned everybody correct um, i don't want to bin everyone they don't want me to bin everyone um but you then enter into so if you if you were to take that then and start doing that you then enter into uncontested scrums which is fun for no one it's not the spectacle that we no. want the scrum is the fundamental part of rugby union because it's what allows people of different shapes and different sizes to correct. play sport Correct. And if you start binning people, you have to sacrifice people out the other side to get people on to be in that position. Because you can't put a winger in the front row. So you've got to have the people on the bench to do that. You then can end up with 12 people on the pitch. Yeah. And uncontested so the, scrums. The scrum, but the scrum is so important because without the different sized people, and then you didn't need a big mongoloid, Chris would have been playing underwater tiddlywinks. Well, exactly. No, and I completely agree. You can't take scrums out of it. I, I think that they are an art, and I think they allow everybody to be involved in the game, and I, I love that. What, what from the stats that you've just given? And look, this is just based on one game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more. Oh, for, for those that want to see it, um, if you search for Will G Callagher, K E W L E H E R on Twitter. He posted it on the 18th of Feb. Fascinating from Time Sport. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, no, and look, you take it from one game and you take it for face value. That is a lot of time in one one area, one phase of, of play. Mm-hmm. And even if, say, you chop that TMO... I think the, the, the key for me is that the scrum is no longer a contest, so it's 18 minutes of just setting themselves up for a, a, a nine to feed it in and get it out the back. Well, no, it's or, not. Or possibly a penalty decision. It's penalty decisions. Yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's not... It's not the contest that it, you want that the scrum it's originally It's not the contest of your for. day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's... it's and, and again, this is where I think rugby at the moment has, has got a little bit of a, a clash of heads, if you like. Mm-hmm. What coaches want at the elite level mm. is not necessarily all the time what fans want. Yeah. And you've got this, this weird clash where coaches want the technicalities they want the you know the scrum for penalties they want these things whereas the fans want more flow to the game mm-hmm. I, I, and at the moment it feels like it's all being pinned on tmos coming into the game too much it's upsetting the flow of the game when if you actually look at holistically across all of that and based on those stats just there it's nothing to do with the tmos mm-hmm. four minutes okay and that's the england wales game we had that well, weird we had technical problem, technical yeah, problem. Yeah, agree, yeah. so even if you shaved two minutes off that it's two minutes of the game mm-hmm. it takes longer to have a drink mm-hmm. i like I, I and i think this is the difficulty at the moment is that there's there's this almost like this weird sort of i can't think of the word it, it'll come to me in a minute but everybody thinks it's the tmo getting too involved in the game that's slowing the game down i'm not sure that's the case in every it's instance just a, it's a convenient it's a convenient complaint for people to to, to, to shout about i think it's smoke and mirrors yeah. in some respects like yeah. it's you think the, it's one thing and it's it's the, the, the tmo has actually highlighted the volume of stoppages that are taking place in the game so the tmo is the problem 
Exactly, because yeah. it's it's a right. big thing. Yeah. Whereas if we actually look You're at the other side, I like it when you feel it. Cotton. <laughs> you, 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 you really you get on yourself. And they always give an answer that we don't want anyway. I mean, it might be the right answer, but no, I just think I just think there's a lot of pressure sat on TMOs at the moment. I I don't think people understand the hard work that goes in in the background to try and make this work as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and the volume of conversations that we have of trying to keep things off the screen. We, Coxie, we may well do a TMO special. I, I'm I'm good. Bring back our mate Tom Foley. We could bring back Foles, or we got Rosie down in Plymouth. We'll get somebody up that, that, that will come and have a chat about the, the, the travails. Um, but I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because we're getting over an hour's podcast, and Brad the rugby god is giving me the nudge. So oh, we may have to. The... We may have to call it. So, um, uh, are we still all good for the quiz on Monday night at the standoff? We are good. Yeah. I've just been in Devon recently. It's been brilliant. Right. So Ian's come in. Coxie, you're definitely still in for Monday night at Apparently the standoff. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. So if anyone does want to take us down at the standoff on Monday night, we're going to be there. We're going to win the quiz. Um, yeah, because we've got Catherine, my wife, the superpower. Superpower, spaffers. So, <laughs> Ian, have you got any other business this this afternoon? Uh, no. Bias. Real quick one for you three. Um, <laughs> Good. Can you name the three American presidents who have actually played rugby, and uh, perhaps who they were for? Joe Biden. Yeah. Played for the Washington Washingtons. He played for Syracuse University. Oh, there you go. Uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Played for. Uh, the Clintonans. Oxford University. And Oxford. Yeah. Wow. Barack Obama. Nope. Uh, George Bush played at Yale. Oh, there you go. See, yeah. and you all three. Uh, and the thousandth rugby player to get capped by England. Who that would have been? Oh, God, you've got a smirk on your face as if it's you. No, you wouldn't know. No, no it's Roger, <laughs> Roger Creed who played for Coventry. These are just some factoids I picked up from The Breakdown. I mentioned last week The Guardian has a cracking weekly um, rugby email. It's called The Breakdown. Search for The Breakdown, download it. It's great. I'm saying that because my mate Rob Kitson writes most of it. Oh, nice. Also, okay. um, Courtney Laws' piece as well. Oh, oh God. God. Sorry. We can't ignore that, can we? No, well, that's a good piece. Courtney I... Laws has written a piece in The Times, not behind a paywall. Rugby, rugby. is for everyone, but no, not we for need to. No, we need to go through next this week. a little bit. Okay, we're going into this next week. Week. Next week, rugby must next not apologise. Next week, tune in. Two locks and a cox. We might we're even del- leave we're delving that. deep into we're TMOs. For you to shout out to Brad at radiox.co.uk. It's been a pleasure having you with us for the last Like hour. and follow. Do like and follow where you get your podcasts. The more of you that get involved, the more we get access to the dame of the realm, Sarah Cox, and her magnificent rugby brain. Ian and I are just along for the ride. Brad is the facilitator. True we're story. Thanking you for listening in to Two Locks and a Cox. Two multiple by ten plus one. We are done. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk.